Welcome to Through the Corporate Glass, a podcast that explores career choices. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Through the Corporate Glass. I'm your host Pramod. I should quickly note that this is the 25th episode of our podcast series and we are very happy to be at this milestone. Today's topic is going to be employer branding, by which I mean what companies like to project themselves as and what employees and prospective employees think about the company. I don't want to explain the topic too much because we have with us someone who is going to do just that. Our guest today is Nisha JK, who is a co-founder and director of Green Pepper Consulting. Green Pepper Consulting has been helping technology companies build better teams for more than a decade now. And when I spoke with Nisha, we decided we should do an episode on employer branding with some focus on startups because the quality of a company's brand can play a key role in both attracting and retaining talent. Hi, Nisha. Welcome to our show. Hey, thank you, Prabodh. Good to have you. And I'm looking forward to this podcast. Hey, that's great. So can you just introduce yourself a little bit more and Green Pepper? Sure, Pramod. Happy to do that. Like you mentioned, I'm one of the co-founders of Dream Pepper. We are a boutique talent acquisition and HR advisory firm. Started our operations in the year 2007. And we basically help companies in India and globally uh, to scale their tech teams. And this is focusing mostly on mid and senior level hiring. We have worked with about 400 plus companies, including organizations like Amazon, Nielsen, Bank Bazaar, Atlin, and onboarded around 2,000 plus candidates as on date. Oh, wow, that sounds fascinating, actually. Uh, can you also introduce the topic a little more, employer branding? Because as I said, I left it up for you to define. Sure, Prabodh. Um, employer branding as a term uh, is referred to, it is basically a company's reputation. I would like to put it as a compelling reason of why a candidate should come and join you over a competitor or why an employee stays with you instead of being tempted by other offers. Um, And a strong employer brand is is very, very critical uh, in these times because it not only helps in reducing your cost per hire, but also increase the number of qualified applicants. And employer branding is a key ingredient to not only source, but also to attract and retain talent. And can you point to some examples today and say, you know, this company is doing a good job with their branding. And what would you say about them, you know, based on their activities or whatever you have noticed, which would make you say this company is doing a good job? Right. Uh, Good question. Mm -hmm. One example which comes to mind uh, is a client of ours we've worked with called Full Contact. Mm -hmm. Especially uh, their careers page. If you go to fullcontact.com, their careers section, it's wonderfully laid out in terms of not only listing out the opportunities, but also putting out the benefits in a a nice uh, manner. When I say nice manner, they have listed out what is the main benefits which they are offering to employees be it parental leaves, uh, be it uh, personal time-offs. It's unlimited personal time-offs which they are giving in to their employees. Mm-hmm. The whole fact that diversity and inclusion is a critical part of their employee policies, the, how uh, employees are working together globally. They have got offices across the globe. Pictures, testimonials, uh, inputs from current employees and how they are taking up work. 
all of it is defined in a very nice structured manner uh, in their careers page. So that is one company careers page, which I normally tell people when they say that Nisha, we are kind of lost. We don't know how to put it across. One benchmark, which, which I would like to give is a full contacts uh, careers page. Okay. Uh, apart from that, um, Swiggy recently has started a, a section called Swiggy Bytes. This, this is on stories how uh, technology enables Swiggy to provide convenience to the consumers. And uh, I was also I'm, I also keep checking the blog recently. And uh, good to know that there was a, a good story, inspiring story of how an intern uh, he was inspired by hearing the CEO speak, CTO's presentation and how we uh, kept applying to Swiggy, how we gotten through, what was his entire process like. All of this is mentioned in their uh, Swiggy Bytes blog page. So that is also gives you a peek into what is behind the scenes which happened in an organization. And of course, one, one of my favorite examples is that of ThoughtWorks, especially the way ThoughtWorks is used their LinkedIn page. Uh, LinkedIn right now is a very powerful tool for employer branding and ThoughtWorks has used it to the maximum they have used sections called life at ThoughtWorks, careers at ThoughtWorks, leadership at ThoughtWorks. And all of these uh, has got, it's, it's filled with examples, filled with stories. So storytelling becomes a very important part of, of the way they have put in their employer brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, at these times, uh, Pramod, especially uh, companies have to use in such uh, digital assets because right now you don't have the luxury of showing off your current offices, nor you, can, you can't show off your cafeteria, you can't show off your wall art, your ping pong tables, none yeah. of it is available. So what do you do? You have to increase your communication, use all sources possible, online sources to showcase yeah. these things. But those are some great examples. I really didn't know about the blog that Swiggy is running or even the effective use of LinkedIn from ThoughtWorks that you're talking about. And, and you're right, it kind of now comes down to the bare essentials, right? Because you can no longer yes. sell the fancy parts the cafeteria food and you know any other ambience in the office what are some misconceptions that you've seen companies have when it comes to understanding you know their own brand image and also not just from the company side right people are also evaluating companies i mean candidates would be evaluating prospective companies what do candidates typically look out for and what are some misconceptions you've seen companies having Okay, I'll break it down to what candidates are looking out for. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you and me, we are a generation uh, which goes in for online reviews and ratings, be it even ordering food or ordering clothes, or the smallest of the smallest things. It's all based on reviews and ratings. It doesn't make a, a difference when it comes to hunting for a job. It becomes even more critical. So yes, the first thing which candidates normally do is go out there, go on Google, type in, understand the reviews. This is, uh, of course, it's a known fact. But beyond that, there is uh, reviews which comes up in Glassdoor, in Cura, in Cura, that there are specific questions like what it is to work in XYZ organization. People have asked such questions and there is a whole bunch of replies which come in. So mm -hmm. all of these are going to be things which candidates are going to be looking out for. Reviews, ratings, checking out leadership profiles in the company. And this mm -hmm. is especially critical when it comes to a startup. Uh, whenever startups uh, reach out to us for hiring, we also make it a point to tell them that, hey, if we need to attract talent, ensure that whoever is involved in the leadership, uh, they should have good LinkedIn profiles. The company page should have uh, good information about what it is uh, that it is currently doing. And also tech panels, whoever is going to be involved in the interview process, even their LinkedIn profiles are going to be checked up by candidates. So. Uh, at this point, your online presence, uh, good or bad, now some things are in your control, some are not in your control, but ensure 
even if there's a bad review, see how you can counter it, like at least give a reply to it and, and ensure that the page is kept. So, so the person who views it sees that, okay, it's just somebody is not looking into it. It's just there for the heck of it. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be like that. Mm -hmm. So reviews, rating, uh, profiles, online profiles of the companies, blogs, uh, some information about the tech stars, some information as to what it is working uh, on, on this, with this organization, with these leaders, all of this is going to be very critical to move. And given that, you know, these are some of the activities involved, uh, who would you say from a company side needs to be involved in the, you know, employee branding activity? This is again something which companies feel that, okay, it's, it's employer branding, it's for attracting talent or retaining talent, it's the mm -hmm. HR's job. But right. uh, I definitely believe it definitely comes needs to come down top down. You know, it's the mm -hmm. top management who needs to set the basic rules, basic foundation as to what it is that the company's values are, what it is the company culture should be defined as, and then uh, take into consultation the marketing and the HR departments and ensure that whatever is the company cultures and values which we have defined, that is drilled down to each and every step and process. And this is especially true. The marketing department will be very good with converting uh, that uh, communication into interesting stories, uh, employee advocacy programs, all of it, you know, the storytelling part of it, the content strategy part of it, they'll be good at coming up with uh, strategies for that. And the HR department from that point of view, if we are talking about uh, employee values and um, uh, defining the company values, ensuring that the candidate experience Mm -hmm. uh, is, is, is aligned to it. And candidate experience is a very important part of uh, employer branding proposal. Right now, we have seen that um, uh, there are a lot of companies, startups especially, who are finding it difficult because you all are hunting into the same talent pool. And if there is a niche uh, skill set which is in demand and there's a startup and there is a big organization who is competing for the same talent pool, what is going to be attractive? For a candidate, he's got multiple opportunities. So what is going to be attractive for him, he is going to be checking out the employer brand. There are um, candidates who have an inkling towards working with startups. They love that agile, lean culture. So use it to your advantage. So brand it in such a manner that you are able to showcase that and, and attract the candidate who, who likes to work in such kind of an atmosphere. Right. So you mentioned that it has to come from the top down and you know maybe yes. perhaps the founders themselves have to be involved. Yes. So have you had an experience where you you know generally do you work with founders or do you suggest they themselves get involved and, and figure out the narrative first before getting the rest of the marketing folks into the process yes yes so normally what we tell them is uh, we focus mostly since this is advisory part of it which we speak to the founders and tell them that hey you guys are looking at hunting of candidates and let me tell you one thing when we say hiring we are not looking at a stopgap hiring of one people or two people so startups we know that if there's a stack which they're hiring for it would run down to about three to six months where that's stack like it'll be about 10 developers for the same stack with different experience ranges that we'd be hiring for mm -hmm. so we we tell them whatever you plan for keep in mind this time period like it could be three to six months that you would have to keep the interest levels it mm -hmm. may be the same set of candidates or references which you may be looking into to get uh, onboarding for, for a similar stack so be very clear that uh, you have the culture and the company values defined and mm -hmm. ensure that the hr team works in sync with it and when I say sync with it, we have uh, founders who come into the interview process very late. Uh, when there is an interview or a discussion happening, it's the first round of HR. Uh, it'll be a very junior person who might be involved in the initial discussions. Can we change that a bit? Can we tweak that a bit? 
can we have one of the founders also coming in and saying that hey we can we can reach out and have a conversation like recently we are working for a us based organization and uh, the, the the us founders are involved in the hiring and it's it's a different process we are we feeling that the experience is quite different where they ask us to intro the candidate you know it's it's just not passing of profiles to them we mm-hmm. share across a uh, introduction we say hey this is so and so and and then he replies you know hey nice to meet you and this is just to give you a heads up that this is what we are doing this is in spite of us sharing the company url and details and all of it but there is a a, a involvement of the ceo of the company who replies to the candidate in person and says that hey it's good that you are interested in, in working with us and let's take the discussions forward and this is what the next steps are so i feel that first step itself creates a lot of interest and excitement in the candidate when they feel that it's just not the hr it's a decision maker who's involved in, in interacting with me and taking the process ahead so i can also feel that you know if your first impression is that you're talking to somebody who is like maybe a decision maker yes. and who can convey you know real information rather than slightly packaged forms of the same yeah. you know coming through hr as a candidate yeah. I, i know that it makes a good difference to the whole thing initially you also mentioned a little bit of the market side right right now it's so competitive and things like that so you are mm-hmm. saying even if you have a company with funding and let's mm-hmm. say you are paying reasonable market salaries you're saying in spite of that this remains an important aspect oh yeah we have had uh, i know you couldn't say showdowns because we try to be as as clear as possible you know you have uh iit founders you have mm-hmm. people with uh, bangloads of money who's like okay it's a wonderful product and we are all the top management is from premier institutes in, in spite of all that why are we not able to get candidates <laughs> that's the question which normally comes up from founders you know? so we have to take them so that that's when reality strikes you know so we drill it down to them we tell them that hey look the scenario is like this and and especially considering covid it's becoming so easy to sit in your homes for a candidate to take up multiple interviews and discussions right. and take up multiple offers you know so yeah. at this point we tell them that where is your brand what are you standing for you know that is going to be very critical and unless there is proof of that Mm-hmm. online you know how are you showcasing that or are you going to be involved in the process so we have had founders when we try to have discussions like tell me more details about your company you know my hr will get in touch with you and and maybe they'll share the jd across right. and we right. tell them it's not about the jd we we do understand jd is half of it is copy paste <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> to say but then how are you going to be involved in this process you know are you going to be uh, the person who's going to be the brand ambassador when it's a startup it is the founders you know you can't mm-hmm. expect uh, hr of a company to uh, attract candidates it is going to be the leadership who's going to be attracting talent so mm-hmm. what is it that you stand for it's definitely beyond your credentials what it is as a as a human being people mm-hmm. connect with people right uh, there are uh, company ceos who are introverts who are shy who's like okay i'm i'm more into focusing on the product and the technology side of it but at this stage it uh, definitely requires them to roll up their sleeves and get in there i think also probably people overestimate how hard it is to do this online thing what i mean is it may not matter if you're an introvert in in real life or how you come across you know face to face but you can communicate you know your best intentions and your best version of yourself online do any names come to mind in the indian scene when you say you know founders have to be the ambassadors and they have to brand themselves oh the big names of course we have seen uh, nitil kamath of zaroda he's like every other day i think he's online coming up with information about the company good news sharing information and, and it would be twitter and linkedin is oh, well, linkedin we uh, linkedin. mostly uh, mostly on linkedin 
okay. LinkedIn, okay. LinkedIn is, yeah. Okay. So what I'm trying to say also, it's becoming easier, Pramod. Uh, that, that's one thing which I want to tell companies that it, it does not require a lot of efforts at this point of time. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of platforms, including Twitter which, uh, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn to be specific because okay. a lot of the candidate pool which you are trying to tap into in the startup space is available on LinkedIn okay. or it'll be checked in. Yeah, at least your LinkedIn profile will be checked by candidates who are themselves not too active on LinkedIn. So use that as a mouthpiece, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and try to be as genuine as possible. Yeah, so it kind of leads me to the next question. So you mentioned you have to be genuine online and project yourself. So how important is that aspect, authenticity part, and also when is a good time, because you mentioned the founders themselves have to be doing this, when is a good time to get into these initiatives? Authenticity, a very, very important point when it comes to communication, because uh, we have seen companies uh, who uh, like to give the feel that they are very transparent, non-hierarchical, and uh, candidates are excited by this whole messaging which has gone online. And once they join on board, they understand that the whole organization culture is completely different. So what has happened is all the efforts which you put in is going to go for a toss because that candidate is not going to be staying there for long, you know. Mm -hmm. So what we try to tell companies is if you're an organization which is valuing certain, certain aspects, you know, it could be that you're an aggressive company, it's fine. But the, mm. don't put in a completely opposite messaging that it's cool, chill, relaxed, kind of an atmosphere. Right. The person <laughs> joins in and feels that it, it's it's a high pressure uh, kind of a job. It, it suddenly so, reminded me. Yeah. I was sitting, I was listening to some conversation with Kunal Shah, if I am right. Yeah. I think he was just saying like, you know, we have a certain way a company works. We try yeah. to make sure that you know people understand it even before they join, if they know it's better rather than you know much later. Yes. And trust me, this information, it's all available. If I'm saying I'm, I'm kind of a cool, chill company, but when you know that each and every interaction with the person, whoever is in the leadership team or the tech manager, you can understand the culture even from the small interactions which you start having with them. And then you feel that, hey, this is not what I was expecting, you know? Mm -hmm. So that disconnect, if it comes in, then whatever messaging you've done and what it is in reality would be completely two opposites and you are left to lose. Mm -hmm. So we tell companies, try to keep it as authentic as possible and every messaging you know and when i say messaging it even starts from your company website page you know uh, mm -hmm. we've all seen those fancy stock photographs which come in and say like don't do that you know you take mm -hmm. your employees photographs put up company test employee testimonials of your own employees right. put small tidbits of information which is related to their stories their experiences keep it as genuine as possible where is that human connect happening is mm -hmm. there a face to the whole website is there people is your top leadership talking about it is your employee pictures there is it is there some details about events or functions which is happening in in the company which is put up there all of this is going to be critical proposal so have you received any feedback in terms of the candidate saying you know this doesn't didn't look like what i was expecting oh yeah definitely so uh, we uh, trust me there have been cases i think even last month i spoke to uh one client and uh, they're finding it it's been about two months since we have been trying to excite candidates it's a very niche uh, uh stack Okay. And uh, we've not had candidates getting really excited about it. And it reached a point where I had to tell the client, Ki, apart from you, I don't have anything else to sell in the company because the person I was interacting with was a very passionate uh, representative of the organization, a senior leader from the organization. Mm -hmm. But uh, they didn't have their website. Uh, the, the website is in place, but it's all with what infographics and things like that. No information about what is the stack which is being used, what is the projects, who are the employees. Uh, all that information is completely missing. 
Mm-hmm. I, I always had this thing that startups take so much effort to prepare their pitch deck and all that to mm-hmm. excite investors. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they taking that route to excite candidates? Hey, these are going to be the guys who are building your product. You know, what makes them any different from your investor? They are the ones who are going to be uh, building your company, the product to make it attractive for people. So right. And they're investing their time into the yes, whole thing. Probably yes, some yes. risk as well, right? Yeah some risk and a huge risk if, if i may say so you know right. because um, before covid it was an entire relocation which had to happen and we have had um, mm-hmm. information passing on even for their spouses their kids their school education everything had to be we had to reason it out with them give them inputs as to what it is working in this new city how uh, uh, education is going to be how accommodation is going to be Mm-hmm. So right now you have that advantage that people don't have to relocate. So mm-hmm. only thing left to do is make it as authentic as possible, but keep the communication clear, you know, give them authentic information and have these channels open. Uh, imagine that if, if your branding is done properly, you would have inbound applications coming in. So the, your job would be filtering. But yeah. right now, startups, because they don't have a good employer brand set, it's more of outreach which is happening. But mm-hmm. think of the opposite where you have a good employer branding image set up, you know, small, small steps can be taken to showcase your uh, values, your company culture and values. And the most important part is a candidate experience. How mm-hmm. the candidate journey is like, have you tried applying for a job through your own website and see <laughs> how it goes? Like, have you done that? Then, then you will know what it is for a candidate you know you have mm-hmm. some of these companies have got these long forms you know to mm-hmm. fill in all this information and then there's radio silence for a couple of weeks <laughs> and then one day the hr just pops up and says okay now you have to uh, uh, attempt a test and one test link just goes I, I you it's not a fun experience you you apply and then instead of having a conversation the first thing is like they send you a code of padding of some sort right yeah. people so we always say we are the human and human resources you know it's, it's good ai bots all of them can supplement it they can help um, uh, doing the first phase of it but beyond that uh, everything has to be with a human connect robot because right. the the clarifications the queries the doubts which crop up in candidates minds how are they going to make a difference and what is a pivot which they've done they may have heard one of their friends would have had a bad experience but this is what my friend told me that they can't pay so much then why do you think uh, the, my profile would get through so we try to address this as far as possible but we always like it if the company company also has a representative to who who puts it up there uh, it's available in the open as to what it is the culture is there if there's any information update which is coming if there's a new funding a new partnership uh, a, a new senior employee who is joined put it up there you know all of this is exciting news as far as a candidate is concerned right this is fascinating i'm sure you have probably lots more examples to share so let me want to the other part of the question which is basically we spoke about the genuine authentic part how about the timing aspect you said earlier the better so when is a good time what are some first steps somebody can take some early steps is first of all i would say uh, start reaching out to your uh, internal employees you know uh, mm-hmm. i always say in an organization uh, the top founders of course set the pace and, and and define the rules and the foundation and then it's taken forward by the marketing and the hr team but always understand we need uh, digital champions within the company uh, every company would have uh, its own employees are its best brand advocates So if you are doing a good job of your employer branding and you should be able to have the buy in of your employees they would be people who would be spreading a positive image about the company 
uh, and why not even referrals? Uh, and employee referrals is one of the biggest metrics which you can see uh, when it comes to getting uh, employees for your organizations, you know, candidates for your organizations. Mm -hmm. Are your own people recommending their friends or, or their acquaintances right. to join your organization? Right. So my point is uh, starting I, I, I off just, with- I was just thinking something. I mean, two things here. One is if, if I were, a, you know, think put, put on the employee hat or maybe a manager hat, I would say uh -huh. one, why are my employees not recommending people, right? That would be my first yeah. question. Other thing I think that kind of biases the decision is you get paid a referral bonus, which I think mm -hmm. is like a double-edged sword because people are like, I don't care if who comes in, right? Like I, I'm getting maybe whatever amount of money. So I don't know, referral bonuses for me is like a little dicey. It, it can go wrong too is what I mean. True, true. So absolutely what you said, employee referrals is a very good indicator of a, how good your employer brand is and how many employees of yours are sharing information which is put up in the company page. Mm -hmm. Because in the end of the day, employer branding is not just to attract uh, outside candidates, you know, prospects. It is also to retain uh, employees within your company. So are they feeling proud? Are they feeling a part of whatever information is being put in? Or they feel, yeah, that's something which the top management is doing and it's part of the marketing exercise or the PR exercise. It should not be that. Just like I say, hiring is, is a part which every employee in the organization should uh, take a role in. You know, it's, it's not just uh, the HR department's job to hire candidates. So, so true. I mean, they are part of the process, but they need not own the process end to end. This has been fascinating. Any parting thoughts in terms of, you know, advice or or which resources people can turn to if they want to understand this space? Uh, my parting thoughts for companies is don't be overwhelmed when we say employer branding or oh, it's something which big organizations do. You need to have a lot of money. It is mm -hmm. HR person's job to do take care of all this. Those are all misconceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say at the very basic level, start off with having good, consistent content being put up there. Uh, define your company values and culture and stay authentic as far as possible. You know, don't budge away and with new things coming in and let's try that out. It can, it is fluid. You know, you can change it as per the requirements which are coming in. But culture is something which is built through the years. It is not a one-time exercise. Just having a fancy website, uh, having a company page and, and just having a social media calendar which says that on so-and-so days, so-and-so things would be put up. That's it's not it. We need to have as far as possible real-time stories uh, coming in, employee sharing information, employee adv advocacy uh, details happening in. All of this together builds in an employer brand and, and it is an evolving exercise. It's not a one-time activity. Fascinating, Nisha. This was really great talking to you. Thanks for sharing all these insights with us. Thank you so much, Pramod. Looking forward. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, then do check out the show notes where you will find links to some of the articles, books, or other ideas referred in the episode. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do send us your feedback at throughthecorporateclass.com and follow us on Twitter at corporateclass. You can also email us at feedback at throughthecorporateglass.com. We'd love to hear from you.